From the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. Nudists, some of them love mac and cheese. Wait, what? What is even going on anymore? It's just so infuriating every time we do these. Let me go get a glass of milk, some of my chocolate chip cookies, and good old supermarket sweep. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go on a Wednesday, Vegas. Radio Row in L.A. Big Super Bowl shows the rest of the week. Cofield and Company. We'll get to a ton of spots, we hope. Uh, a bunch of people scheduled over the course of the next three hours to talk Super Bowl, to talk NFL. Big NFL show throughout the day. Adam Hill is with us. He's down on Radio Row with uh, like 135 other stations and and uh, podcasts and bloggers and all that. So what's the scene like today, Adam? It's picking up. It is picking up. There's All the tables are full at this point. There's people walking around. There's PR people. There's I like to call it the flea market of just you know pitch you know pitching. You want this guy? You want this guy? You want this guy? How about this guy? Uh, it's great. It's it's a good time. I've seen uh, some more familiar faces, more people that we know, and uh, more you know football stars and and everyone around here. It's it's a good time. I don't know if when I go behind the radio curtain, sports radio curtain for people if they enjoy it, but I will I'll try. <laughs> I guess I'll tread lightly here. I'll wade into those waters again. Can you do it I, in, the, in the voice? Well, no, no, no. We talked about the power voices, you know, trying to scream each other with the fake radio voices yesterday. But for people who've never been there, particularly producers, it is kind of wild and wooly because it's like a feeding frenzy. Um, you've got all these NFL players, former NFL players walking around, some celebs here and there. Well, it's, again, it's like 130 stations competing for all the guest spots. And, you know, one of the things that a lot of radio D-bags will do is, you know, you'll you'll sit down with someone and they're like, okay, you have eight minutes. And then all of a sudden it turns into 15 minutes. Well, when you go 15 minutes with someone, that changes everyone else's schedule. So uh, Jared throughout the day has has been coordinating all the different interviews, and he is, like, freaking out. And I love – we actually put together, you know, a schedule, uh, you know, what we're going to do because we got all these different shows on the air, JT the Brick and – uh, Q over on Raider Nation Radio, uh, Tyler Bischoff in the morning. He's had a ton of people on from Radio Row. Um, and I noticed that Jared on the schedule, like at six sharp, I think he just said, Jared drinking. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Uh, Jared, Jared was just walking by as you said that, uh, and yeah. I was looking at him, and it's, it's, it's actually hilarious. I'm sure he doesn't want me to talk about this, but it's fine. Uh, it's hilarious because he is wearing – I mean, Steve, he's all in on Super Bowl week, clearly. Good. He he's wearing a Super Bowl Fifty Six polo. Oh my God! Okay, now let's uh, let's be honest that that had to be a freebie. No, it oh, wow. was expensive, and it was purchased like an hour ago. Oh uh, no! What happened? Did he did he spill something on his uh, previous shirt? Well, listen, I, I I'm not crushing Jared. Trust me, I'm not because we're I'm in the same position. We are yeah. like we're here at like six in the morning and we're leaving like midnight. It's it's nuts down here. Uh, Jared walked in this morning. It's like 7.30. We are, I mean, we look a mess as we're all just like barely resting, getting back here. And me and Q look at Jared and said, what on earth happened? He has like a white dress shirt. Not a dress shirt, but like a button-down, like collared shirt. And on the back of it, there's just a massive stain. Oh, no. On the back? 
it covered like his whole back. And I like I assume it's almost like the it's like he didn't spill, like something probably leaked into his bag and he just didn't see uh. it. And so he takes it off and he's wearing like a t shirt. We're like, no, Jared. You can't let this know. <laughs> uh, the so, LV Sport Network crew doing it proud. So he's got the Super Bowl 56 polo working right now, which hey, it looks great. And and by the way, yeah. I, I'll also say that Jared is working his butt off. No, I mean, and that's, and that's why I brought it up. Our behind-the-staffs people um, and on-air people are working their, their nuts off. Um, but when you're at Radio Row, again, behind the curtain, like Adam said, you're just hustling all over the place because there's so many events to cover um, I, I do have to throw this one out, and I don't know if Ari saw this. Ari wants to pop on, but I saw I saw Damon, who works over with Q on Raider Nation Radio. They're on right now until four o'clock, and Damon sent something out, like I think looking for some sort of sympathy or a pat on the back, because he sent out like a meme where he was like, "Oh, uh, you know, watching Radio Row go down, and I'm not there," and some guy writes to him, you know, tweets at him, and he's like, "Yeah, that's total bullcrap, this and that," and I swear, you know how I am, Adam. If people start talking trash about radio and radio stations, I like I want to answer them, but I didn't want to, you know, stir the pot. But it was like I wanted to say to the guy, like, you understand the way this runs, right? Like, someone has to be at the home base to run the freaking shows. Like, everyone, this is a well-oiled machine. It doesn't sound like it at times, but it's a well-oiled machine. Like, everyone doesn't get to go to the Super Bowl. That's just the way it works. Sure, with us, I mean, it's in both businesses, right? In the, in the newspaper business too. It's there's you know, a lot of people are are working like crazy back at the back at the paper. A lot of people at radio sure. stations all over the country uh, are working sure. back you know back at the studio and um, you know it's it's you know it's it's unsung but it's just as important and I think you know people that hear the end product don't necessarily realize that but that's what's going on and and you know Demond will be here soon. So I will tell you big news of the day and the next day on the ground here in Vegas is this stupid attention being paid to the mask mandate and if sissy lack we like governor sisolak but you know for those of you who have who are enemies of him for governor sisolak it's just like he's i guess he may announce tomorrow at the end of the mask mandate and then you know then there's always oh if california's doing it i guess nevada's gonna do it i i like i so never think of the mask i just don't i don't care yeah. and i love that people are still so worked up about that i guess if you have kids but as I've told you, for 26 years on Sports Talk Radio, don't have them. I knew this might happen. No, but I, I understand that part of it. But I like it is not going to change my life. It doesn't change anything. No, I guess for work for 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 people who are working, it'll change things. Sure. Right. So that that's important. I mean, is the, I hope people don't believe there's some notion that the mask mandate gets lifted. And by the way, I don't care if they we keep going with it or we we're done with it. I don't care. No. Um, but there's this notion like, oh, Super Bowl's coming up. Oh, if they lift it tomorrow, yeah, we're going to have a great crowd in town. Because I was really worried about that, you know, a couple of days ago, that no one was going to show up. I wasn't. Uh, obviously, no, you're that, joking. That I is a billion percent sarcasm. I know you're joking. We're um, going to be packed. Yeah. I, like, to me, it's like putting on a hat at this point. Like, you just do it. Like, yeah. okay, it's fine. And when you don't, like, okay, I'm not wearing a hat today. Like, it, it's not – it literally is no – Makes no difference. No one, no one asked you to put it on. The anger. If you, want, if you don't want to put it on, then don't. Um, you know, I, di I didn't talk about this on the air, but, you know, I had, I had COVID right at the beginning of the year. If you want to be around me and I'm not masked and I get, you know, I'm breathing on you, then that's, you know, whatever. Now, I, I mask most of the time. 
but I, I don't I don't care I don't understand like I feel like we so moved beyond this and it's just oh. like it it's it's something to bitch about and now we're just going to extend it for months and months and months and it like I don't know man but also, I, and the other one I'll tell you what if I, I don't know I I if you if you have a business and you're still tweeting about crap like this like <laughs> if you're attorneys or something or you know, whatever and you just keep going on it's like it's just old bruh well, it's, it's just it's old. old the whole thing it's is well first first of all I one of the one of the things I was I was actually looking for today was when pe- when people had to who how for how long how long again I I don't care either way but for how long have people said if you let this happen it's never going away it's never going away you're gonna have to wear a mask forever oh my god mask forever and now they're gone like yeah because we put pressure no. No, because this was always the numbers have been very good the last couple of weeks. I, I anybody that asked me, I said. By the way, people are staring at me. That's great. Uh, people, anybody that asked me like two weeks ago, I had I had heard from some from pretty pretty good sources that it was going to be as long as there was two good reports in a row, two weeks in a row, right. that Thursday or Friday was going to be the day. Like that was going to happen, and we got two really good reports the last two weeks. So it's going to happen. So yes. Yeah. Everything is trending in the right direction. Is there political parts of this? Yeah, probably. Probably. Like, with every decision that's made, yeah, probably. By the, by the way, Adam, I mentioned, just you know, I just I randomly throw out certain businesses. Like, any kind of business where someone has a decision to make if they want to go to your place or use you, like, drawing any kind of line in the sand, I think, is in- incredibly dangerous. I, I mean, I guess people could sure. argue, hey, doing it on Sports Talk Radio yeah. is incredibly dangerous. But you also notice we, uh, we haven't talked – I don't think we've talked about masking for – six months so i i don't care it's not never going away you're gonna have to wear the mask for you're wearing it forever they're never if they get this one power it's never gonna end hopefully it goes away either way we're gonna have an awesome super bowl weekend uh coming up later this hour we're gonna try to track down kyle turley former nfl player aaron taylor former nfl player joe theisman we think is gonna check in uh we'll also bring in the uh head of tourism i can't wait for that conversation so we can uh Kiss the butt of L.A. I know a lot of people in Vegas will hate that, but we have a lot of transplants here, too. So big show on the way on a Wednesday. Adam Hill on Radio Row, Cofield here in Vegas. Oh, he's in our Finley Toyota studios. Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. My feel is that he'll be back with Green Bay, but I think there are some good spots out there. You know, Denver, I think, would be a great spot with the team that they've got put together. San Francisco, like I said, I think would be unbelievable if they could make it work. So I'm intrigued like everybody else, but I just have this feeling that we're going to see Green Bay, uh, you know, make a run and, and find a way to keep Aaron Rodgers. You're listening to Cofield and Company. On ESPN Las Vegas. Peter Warner talking about Aaron Rodgers. All right, Adam, what were you up to today? Because I want to hear about Goodell a little later on. But you, uh, you went to the commish presser. Yeah, it was uh, it was out at SoFi. The uh, the NFL just finished their new uh, NFL media building, the NFL headquarters West, which is massive, right next to SoFi. Uh, so they were kind of showing off the building a little bit. And uh, Roger Goodell out in the bright sun in the press conference. I don't know if they if they knew it was going to be 86 degrees or whatever it was. They uh, made kind of an announcement before uh, Brian McCarthy, the NFL's head of PR, saying, uh, "I believe we are breaking the record for hottest press conference uh, on record for Goodell." Oh so, 
little warm, but uh, you know, we got through it. Battle. Bring them here. Bring them here in June, July, or August. Well, I think they'll do it inside at that point. No, no, no. We want to set the record. Okay. We're all about records. Okay. Well, make Rod sweat. You can cover that one. Oh, you know, you come on. No, listen. You're a man, uh, again. You're a man of all seasons. You wear a golf shirt when it's no, 30 no, no. and, and uh, you, wear a, you wear a hoodie when it's uh, 114 years. My complaint is not about the weather, Stephen. And I, this is not another gripe. Like, I, I'm not. I'm. I feel like a lot of people think we might be griping. We're not. I, I, I'm just trying to explain what it's like to be here and trying to cover it. Um, the the sitting in the outside is not the issue. I don't I don't want to make it sound like man, it's 86 degrees. It sucks out here. It's bright sun. Uh, try an hour straight of trying to transcribe live on a phone and a computer when your computer and phone both start to like melt and not perform anymore. That's the issue. That's it's point. it's not sitting out there. It, like the phones and computer just stopped working. Real good point. All right, quick yeah. timeout. We're going to uh, wrangle up uh, Aaron Taylor, Joe Theismann coming up a little later in the hour, Kyle Turley as well. Cofield and Company, Radio Row, getting ready for another Super Bowl, this one in L.A. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. I'm going to shock the mm. world. I'm going to take, I'm gonna take mm. Stafford right here. This guy's played – I mean, I know he threw the ball up and Tart doesn't catch it, but guess what? He didn't catch it. Burrow, Burrow can do the same. And, and Stafford, in the biggest moments of the playoffs, has played lights out this mm-hmm. season. Uh, and he is a huge reason why they're in the Super Bowl. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Yeah, Saturday on the way back, former offensive lineman Aaron Taylor sits down with us on Radio Row in L.A. with Adam Hill. Aaron, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? I'm a little, uh, a little offended actually that uh, you're not here with us and uh, hanging out in your dorm room with your hat collection. You like that? Yeah. My my, uh, my uh, makeshift office is very very messy. Well, like you, I cover the Mountain West Conference, so I actually I uh, I cover UNLV basketball, so I have to travel a little bit this week. So, and the other tricky thing is our sales staff actually does a good job of selling shows so we had a couple of shows booked for me in town so i love it but hey i'm never gonna knock a man for making that cheddar and <laughs> i know through technology oh, man like if we learned anything through covid is that oh, we God. can virtually connect and uh not really skip a beat yeah this is incredible like for my childlike room i can do a radio show um aaron give me your opinion on uh what jeff saturday was saying about uh the edge goes to stafford the edge goes to the rams in this game well, I, I think he's right on paper, but you can't deny what Cincinnati's been able to do playing and finding ways to win despite their inefficiencies. The fact that they gave up nine sacks against Tennessee and still found a way to win. The fact that they went on the road to arguably one of the historically difficult places to play in Arrowhead Stadium with an elite quarterback on the other line of scrimmage and found a way to win that they were not in until the second half started. This is a team that has ice water in its veins. On paper, their elite front seven that was third in the league in sacks this year and have three different dudes with nine and a half plus sacks and Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller on the other side is a tremendous advantage to what the weakness of this team is, which is their interior of their offensive line, particularly on that right side. And you've got a quarterback who will hold on to the ball a little bit too long. It's not on 
all on the guys up front. I think Jeff brings up good points, and everybody, myself included, looks at this thing and sees the star quality in the players of the Rams that have pushed all their chips into the middle of the table and made the push. This is their year. Stafford has made a tremendous difference. OBJ has come in and made a tremendous difference because he's kept people honest, which has allowed Cooper Cup to go ahead and do his thing. It's been beautiful what they've done, but there's something about Joey Burrow. There's something. About this kid. He's got ice water in his veins. He's like a white huggy bear. If I ever write a treatment or a script about a white pimp, I'm gonna magnif I'm gonna use Joey Burrow as the, the case study. He's like the glasses, the the fur coats or whatever it is, like his answers after the championship games, like nothing's too big for this dude, and that's gonna include the Super Bowl, and I think the team really responds to that. And I think it's a long shot, but my money's on Cincinnati to win a dirty, ugly one. All right, you threw me off my question. You actually led right into my question and then give me another question. But <laughs> That's I'll, what I'll, I like I'll ask to you do. this one. So Jamar Chase kind of threw some cold water on the Joe Burrow swag game. Oh. He was like, y'all are buying into it way too much. Like He doesn't have it like that. <laughs> he didn't put him in his top five swaggiest players on the Bengals. Yep. Like he kind, of, he kind of threw us off a little bit. So... Are we wrong? Are we just seeing from the outside some swag that might not really be there? Maybe it's just a facade. I, I don't know. I, I saw that swag when the game was on the line when he was at LSU. The bigger the moment, the bigger he showed up. Now, the drip, we're talking about his clothes. Sure. We're talking about his sunglasses, the whole white pimp motif that we've <laughs> talked about ad nauseum. Like, that's a legit real thing. Now, maybe in the locker room it doesn't carry any cachet or any weight, but to the average fan looking on the outside, it's perfectly in line with the ice water in his veins. He shows on a consistent basis on Sundays. So, and that, that was what I wanted to get back to was I am analytics obsessed. I'm, I'm always just looking at it mathematically and the data and all that breaking down. The one Nerd argument. Alert! Exactly. Uh, the one argument that I will accept, and I think you got into it as somebody who's actually played, everybody tells me around the Bengals that there is something to just believing, just knowing, hey, he might throw three picks, but we know. You give us the ball, we're going to get it. Like, there is something to that that defies analytics because on paper, Cincinnati's just not very good. Yeah, man. A- analytics are really, really helpful, and they've helped us to understand the game of football in ways that we never could have even imagined. But I think there's an over-reliance upon analytics. Analytics should inform decision-making. It shouldn't determine decision-making. And a lot of these two-point conversion tries that we've seen, there's some gut feels in situations that warrant maybe you shouldn't take that chance because of what happens. There's something called score early easy syndrome. I've been, if I had a dollar for every time my offensive team walked down the field early on in the first drive and thought we were going to (laughs) win, took our foot off the gas pedal, and then struggled to move the football for the rest of the game, I probably would be having this conversation on my yacht. (laughs) <laughs> That's not the case. So so emotions play a factor. My offensive line coach, Joe Moore, was the greatest that there ever was. Sent 52 dudes to the NFL in 18 seasons, almost three per season. His secret was belief, and it worked like this. First he believed in us, then we believed in his belief, then we believed in ourselves. And once that happened, the other team had a problem. Do not discount the power of belief. It's a superpower in the sport of football, and Cincinnati's got it in spades. 
Aaron Taylor's with us, former offensive lineman in the NFL at Notre Dame. Uh, we are a big offensive lineman show. I'm not a former offensive lineman, but big fellow across from you was very nimble-footed. Uh, that was about his biggest strength, and he wore rec specs. He was he was on the O-line at Silverado <laughs> High School. wasn't very good. Um, you mentioned Joe Moore. There's an award now for units, and I, I wanted to ask you about the winner, Michigan, but also – I got to see Air Force up close at the end of the year, Ooh, buddy. and they ran they ran sixty nine times in a game against UNLV and didn't throw the ball. Zero passes, and that's why they were one of our finalists. Man, they were outstanding, and that's the thing that we look at when we're evaluating the award. It's the only award in college football that goes to a group or a unit. So we don't have statistics, we don't have analytics, we gotta watch the tape. And when you watch these guys come off the football, flat-backed and reset the line of scrimmage, the way that they finish, the way that they play through the echo of the whistle, as we like to say, wink, wink, there's a lot to like about Air Force. They've been perennially one of the best offensive lines, and you have to look past some things. They don't pass block as well as other teams do. They're not as physically gifted as other teams, but their demeanor, their approach, their consistency, their technique, and the way that they finish is second to none. They had a great year. This was a down year across the board for offensive line in college football. We thought it'd be the best season we ever saw because of all the returning experience with the extra year of eligibility that COVID brought. There were 100-plus teams that had three or more returning starters on the offensive line. But interestingly and bafflingly, the, the level of play dropped. And we saw some of that in the NFL as well. And we don't know if it's a post-COVID hangover. We don't know what it is. But something happened that affected everybody. Um, but for teams like Michigan and teams like Air Force, they found ways to get it done and, and be successful despite what the rest of the country was doing. Aaron, you're awesome. We in, totally enjoy your work on these uh, Mountain West Conference games. And I know you got a bunch of interviews coming up. So we'll get you back on schedule. We appreciate the time. Well, I appreciate you, too, and if I could give, oblige me, I'm partnered recently with an organization called Same Here Global, and we're trying to change the global conversation about mental health and taking it from a binary deal where you're either sick or you're not to really expanding that and having an open conversation and looking at it like a continuum, like where on the continuum do we all fall, right? We've all been through divorces and job losses and those sort of things, so we're an alliance, a global alliance, professional athletes, of musicians, singers, and entertainers and there's somebody there in the golden knights in las vegas robin leonard the the goalie for the knights he's part of the same here global alliance he wears the logo on his helmet and pads and he's bipolar but very smartly says it's not about bipolar it's whatever you're going through go to samehereglobal.org share your story help inspire others come and pick up some tools that can help you or help the loved one that's in your family and let's rip the band-aid off this way that we look at this stuff and have it be a more inclusive conversation for what it is so that we can enjoy better qualities of life at the end of the day that's all we're trying to do i've lost eight dudes that completed suicide in my football circles i'm tired of it so guys like robin guys like myself people like amanda beard shamiqua holds claw are coming together to team up and huddle up and it can't just be us it's got to be you guys at home listening it's got to be us as the media and it's got to be rest of the people around the world it's a global problem and we're a global solution to help improve these outcomes and i'm honored to be able to do it and, and glad i'm here Aaron, thank you so much we appreciate it appreciate you guys there he is aaron taylor former offensive lineman 
with the Packers, Notre Dame, doing work with uh, CBS Sportsnet now. Coming up, we're going to talk to uh, Joe Theismann on the experience of the Super Bowl. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co. They got to go out and play. And, and, and Matthew Stafford is his guy. You got the ball in your hand. You a veteran. You ain't no second-year player in your first full season like Zach Taylor's got with Joe Burrow. No, this is Matthew Stafford. You got to close the deal. There's no question about it. Nope. There's more pressure on him than Sean McVay. Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Studio. All right, rolling on on this Wednesday, you hear Stephen A. going crazy. And listen, I understand what the uh, talking head shows on TV have to do. They have to go to the uh, the most basic level. Um, I don't know that there's an immense amount of pressure on Matt Stafford, but if we want to play that game, I I, I, I guess we can. Uh, Joe Theismann has Super Bowl experience. He's one of our favorite guests. He's nice enough to join us Super Bowl week. Joe, how you doing? I'm great, guys. How are you? We're good. We're real good. Uh, my partner Adam Hills down in LA on Radio Raw. I'm here in Vegas. What, what do you what do you make of the you know the Matt Stafford is under pressure angle when it comes to uh, getting that Super Bowl victory? Matthew Stafford has been under pressure since he signed with the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, they brought him in for a specific reason, and that's to win the Super Bowl. He's one step closer to it now. He wouldn't be here had he not performed in the last couple of games and really come back and you know came back last week. Um, Pressure is something that you put on yourself, not that someone else puts on you. I think Matthew understands exactly where he is. If the Rams don't win this, Matthew will wake up tomorrow, and he will have played in the Super Bowl. Um, maybe, unfortunately, it didn't work out the way he wanted it to, but it certainly won't be because he didn't try his heart out. And I think that's really what gets lost here. But the perception is is that the Rams gave up a lot for him. They expect him to help them win a Super Bowl. That's the expectation was at the beginning of the year. And that's where we are with, what, four or five days left to go before that happens. Uh, Joe Burrow, on the other hand, they just wanted to see him help. And uh, that's a football team that has great expectations as well. Did you have nerves on the day of the Super Bowl? I had nerves every time I lined up to put football. Are you kidding me? I mean, to, to me, if you're not nervous, you don't care. Yeah. You know, and anybody that says they're not nervous, a lot of people, I mean, guys handle situations differently every every person is different and every player is different and every human being is different so you handle situations the question is how much pressure do you put on yourself and how prepared are you if you believe that you're prepared you're going to get nervous because you want to play well because that lets you know you're alive but if you prepared and you said okay look i'm ready i I can't be any more ready than i am now Let's go see what happens. That's the approach I think you have to take to it. I think that's where both these quarterbacks are. And then both the coaches will have them ready. You know, I mean, you're just, there's so many wonderful matchups in this game everywhere, from wide receiver to defense to back to D-line to O-line to linebackers to running back. I mean, you can pick one and make a case for it being the key to the game. Joe, you talk about the, the nerves and the, and the preparation and everything that goes into it. And I know there's always a pass rush. There's always guys coming to get you. But when you're looking across the field, you have a guy like Aaron Donald. I mean, does it change your mentality? Can you focus too much on him? How does it kind of you know set the tone for the week when you're getting ready to play a guy like that as a quarterback? There's a very important word that comes into play with regard to your question. It's called trust. Yeah. I, I you know, as a quarterback, I can't concern myself with Aaron Donald. That's the offensive line's job. Yeah. And I, I thought I thought the, I thought they did an excellent job uh, against San Francisco, the offensive line. 
they, they are without question the most unheralded important aspect of a football team. If you have an offensive line, you have a chance. Look at Tom Brady down in Tampa. Tom barely gets touched. <laughs> best, I think the best offensive line in football. I think Woodworth being back here in, with the Rams makes a difference at the tackle position. But then you have Joe Burrow on the other side who uh, managed to make some plays but yet has enough time to get the ball out of his hand. You know, Joe Burrow didn't line up under the under center against the Tennessee Titans and say, oh, my gosh, look, look at that front four. They, they've knocked me down five times. They've knocked me down six times. Can't worry about it. If you start, if you start seeing defensive linemen, you start what I call seeing ghosts. That means maybe you're moving around too much and there really isn't anybody there. That's when it's tough to play the quarterback position. But, uh, you know, it's total trust, total understanding. You look past everyone. You don't look at those guys up front. Joe Theismann with us. Uh, why do you think Burrow's a special-level quarterback? I, I think, first of all, his accuracy. Uh, he has great composure. He has uh, a terrific arm. He has just enough athletic ability to make you not want to leave him a lane to escape, which he showed last week a couple of times. Um, and I, he, has, he has this wonderful, quiet confidence. Now, some people may perceive it as cocky. I loved his answer when they asked him about the diamond necklace, you know, with, with the JB9 on it. <laughs> and and, he's, and, and so his answer to it was somebody asked him about the necklace, and they said, is that fake? And he said, I, wait, I make way too much money for this to be a fake diamond, okay? And, you know, who's going to say that? I mean, I, 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 love, I love the kid. I really do. I, I, lo- I love his, his swagger. And I think, I think his swagger carries over to the football team. You know, that's why, to me, you know, faces of franchises are quarterbacks. If, you, if, if you're good, you're going to be the face of the franchise. If you're not, they're going to find somebody else to be the face of the franchise. And I think in the case of the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe is Joe's a special young man who I have a tremendous amount of respect for. Um, I had a chance to visit with him in a preseason game we did when he came to Washington. And, you know, just a little bit of time I spent with him, I, I said, man, it's kid special. He's thinner than I thought. I thought he was, would be more thick, but he's a little bit, he was at that time a little bit leaner than I thought. Joe Thasman's with us. Joe, we got to close on this. We always love to talk about your amazing acting exploits. Over the years, we've mentioned. Well, I'm serious. We've mentioned Cannonball Run. I got to tell you, um, for you to turn a wedding commercial into one of the more exciting things we've seen all year with the bouquet toss, unbelievable oh, job. Unbelievable. That was great. Oh, listen, there's something else I want to mention. Can I mention that one company that I work with and I have to lay off? Of course, of course, of course. The, it's, the a more company called, it's a company called Medliminal. It's spelled M E D L I M I N A L. You can go to medliminal.com. And what we basically do is uh, it's for, you know, for business owners to be able to review the uh, accuracy of their medical bills. I guarantee you there's anybody listening or you or me that know exactly what is in a medical bill. Well, what MedLiminal does is they examine it with their HCAP technology, and uh, they try and save the people, and they try to save the company uh, money. And uh, that's what we do. So if you go to MedLiminal, M-E-D-L-I-M-I-N-A-L.com, if you're a business owner, it's a chance for you to be able to and to save money because, let's face it, every company out there are looking for ways to be able to save dollars, and MedLimo wants to help you do that. I love it. Joe, we're glad you're doing well. You sound good. Thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you guys. Tell Adam I'll see him probably Friday. <laughs> yes, sir. There you go. Wait, what the hell's going on here? You guys going out to dinner? What's, yeah, what's, we're, what's we're, happening? We're buddies. He'll be out here on Radio Row. We'll, we'll go hang out. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. See so if you received you were saving all the good questions for your face-to-face. Uh, that's true. 
I have a feeling you might, you might have talked to Joe for a story or you're setting up a story. Maybe is that what's going on here? I think he was just referencing the fact that I'm here and he'll be here Friday. Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the outside. I'm, I'm very confused. I'm, I'm totally confused. He was just being All polite. Right. There was, there's, no, there's no secret dinners. There's nothing. Uh, Four o'clock hour, we're going to hook up with uh, Pablo Torre from ESPN and talk about Super Bowl parties. Stick around. Cofield and Company returns in minutes in the Finley Toyota studio. They do have some great talent. They have some really good players, but they're playing against teams that, that are just stacked with pro bowlers and better rosters, and they just continuously find a way to find a little bit of magic at the end of games and, and put the game in their kicker's hands, and, and he hasn't missed yet. He's been money, McPherson. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Hey, rolling on here on this Wednesday, Adam Hill is down on Radio Row. You know, it's funny, Adam. We play a little game uh, during the break sometimes because Ari and I aren't always together, very often not together. He's our producer. But during the breaks, he will tell me a minute out who we have in a rejoiner. And by the time it plays, I never know who it is. That was Carson Palmer um, because I never played football at a high level, but I've done damage to my brain in other ways. And uh, I – I need some help. I need some help. And uh, one of the things that yeah, uh, every once in a while I will do is uh, throw down an edible to freaking chill out. You, you know go. I need to chill out. You know I need to chill out. Kyle Turley's sitting there with you. What's up, Kyle? Yeah, I was Jim McMahon, man, the goat. Yeah. Telling y'all what's up, man. But it is. It's This is KT, man. It's all about cannabis, man. That's why we're here. It's why we're even alive, period. I know, that, was a, that, was, that was a real long lead-in to the, to the whole conversation. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to ask you, what, what's harder? Uh, playing in the NFL, right tackle, and blocking great edge rushers, or doing what? What interview are, are you on right now? Like seventy feet? <laughs> <of the day? laughs> yeah, yeah. We're at the end of the day. I don't know, man. Seventy-five, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's all day long, man. You know how it is. It's the grind. Man. That's why we're here, though. We're here to expose how this allows us to keep doing this. I'm here for now. What eight years? Been talking about this. <laughs> yeah, Jim, you've been doing it too. Like, how 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 did you get involved in this? Uh, well, I've been involved with cannabis since sure, 1973. Sure. <laughs> advocacy, advocacy, though, more than more than more than Kyle and I, yeah. Kyle and I met. Uh, I don't know how many years ago, but we we had the same problems. You know, we had the you know we we're on our pills. We we're taking all this other stuff that it's not good for your body. And uh, you know, I've, I've realized a long time ago that you know this made me feel good. It made me eat. Made me sleep. And uh, I've only recently found out how good it is for you. Yeah. Uh, speaking to some well, you know, world-renowned doctors about it, and uh, I said, "You you don't really have to sell me. <laughs> I've been I've been a proponent of it for a long, long time." I think one of the issues, and and you know, I I know a lot of people that have questions for it, and and people have asked me about it, and they say, "Well, I hear it's good." I, I there's still a stigma of like, ah, oh, that's that's a druggy thing. Like it it's so different than that. I know we're legalizing, we're getting closer, but how do you kind of break that stigma of people that want to try or want they think they might be interested, but they're like. I don't want to be that person. It's a medicinal herb. It's yeah. not a drug. We've been yeah. lied to by our government. Who would have thought that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, for over 100 years. You know, they've had a patent on it for 80-some years. And uh, it's just, you know, natural plants are, are, are the way to go. Yeah. Kyle, I, I you know, I've, I, I think uh, for sleep, that's one thing that people can use it for as well. There's a lot of different uses, right? And I think people, you know, need to open their eyes to that as well of, like, there's so many different tr- kinds of things you can try. There's different products. So much different 
different, uh, different ways out there, yeah. strains, all that stuff that's out there. It's a, it's a real science once you understand it and why it's working. Why is it doing these little things for you? You know, why in the worst part of town where you got to go get this thing, are you having these amazing resolutions, right, huh. that you can't get at, uh, at the big hospital with millions and millions of dollars, all right? We had the best medical teams money can buy, right, because that's what the NFL does. They just buy medical teams. They're not the player doctors. They're the team doctors, right? And uh, they, they put the money out there, right? And, and, and these people have prescribed us their medicines for over 20 years. I was addicted to those things. Had different 12, 15 different bottles on my counter at the end of it all. Uh, suicidal, homicidal, all these things, vertigo, seizures, uh, light sensitivity off the charts, neuropathy, plantar fasciitis. I want to cut my legs off at the freaking knees as bad as it hurt. It was getting worse, not getting better. They, they give you a disability. They take it away from you like, like this thing gets better over years. No, nah, it doesn't. It only gets livable with cannabis, okay? Not one opiate in eight-plus years, not an aspirin, not an leave. And then you understand the science of why that works and that you have inside of you and each and every one of your listeners has an endogenous cannabinoid system, which is the number one regulatory system in their body. And uh, then you go talk to your doctor, and they don't know a thing about it. So, you know, we got it. It's, it's, they forced this upon us. You know, they forced us to go and find this out ourselves. We did. We started a company. We're trying to give that to everybody we can. It's a medicinal product, as Jim said. And we're out here. <laughs> we're doctors now, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how that's well, it took yeah. me 37 years to graduate. I should be a doctor. <laughs> I don't even have an art degree. In San Diego, they called me to talk at, at Harvard. <laughs> Actually, we uh, we're we're sitting with uh, another uh, another of the hosts here on the show, uh, Ed Graney, earlier that was uh, talking about going to college with you, and we we're like, eh, stop. He went to college, and you were just somewhere in the background. Kyle was actually going to college. He was a uh, he was the one that was at San Diego State. That's that right. Cared about. That's right. The uh, old Aztec. Kyle buddy. Turley and Jim McMahon here with us. Uh, well, I was going to ask you, Kyle, who you thought was going to win the game, but I, I see the hat. On, I mean, you got the Rams, Rams on. hometown. You're, you're all in. That's right. I played for the team. I was a fan since I was a kid, man. Got to go with my Rams. Is this city in? Is this city in on the NFL? It's a Lakers town. It's a Dodgers town. Oh, yeah, town. it always has been. Okay. You know, the, I mean, the people. The people are – this is a football town. You had the Raiders, the Rams. It's a football town. These people love football. I mean, I've been going to Raiders games. Uh, this guy was probably playing it, man. And you just hope to get out of the stadium alive. <laughs> so, yeah. so did the players. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you, you mentioned the Raiders. I, that's really interesting because we've had this debate. I think L.A. is still a Raiders town. It is. And they're, they're in Vegas with us, but yeah. I still think the, the Raiders are the team here. they got to come back. I don't know why the Chargers. Whoa, I don't, whoa, whoa. don't worry. You'll get another team. They'll, they'll give you another team. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, uh, But the Raiders belong in L.A., man. Gambling, gambling's legal in the NFL there, now. There's sure. no black hole in Oakland. <laughs> there's no black hole in Vegas. There's a black I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a Raider fan since I was a kid, and I grew up in Southern California. They belong in L.A. The Chargers need to go. Take, take it easy. Take it easy here. Uh, Jim, big quarterback matchup this week. Matt Stafford, uh, Joe Burrow on the other side. And we've talked a lot about Joe Burrow. Like, the numbers aren't necessarily great. They don't blow you away. But the team believes in him. There's something to that as a quarterback, right? Yeah, I, I just saw him play last week for the first time. And uh, very, very impressed. You know, he's cool, calm, collected. He makes the plays he has to make. And uh, I was just mentioning the group over there. There's only been two people. They ever won a national championship and a Super Bowl, Joe Namath and Joe Montana. And you got another Joe coming in. So Joe. Ordinary you never know. Or, no ordinary Joe, mm. uh, for, for sure. Uh, when you're at Super Bowl week, I, listen, 
full disclosure, as soon as I see you every year, uh, if I'm at the Super Bowl, I think of Super Bowl Shuffle. Uh, there's never been another. <laughs> it won't great, go away. That's there's for never sure. been another great Super Bowl rap song. I, I feel don't like. know the Ram it. You got a YouTube okay. Ram it. Now you're speaking the language of Steve back in the studio. <laughs> I love Ram it. I love Ram it. We, uh, oh, we often yeah. get on uh, Lisa well, Guerrero. Ram it has a different meaning to me. <laughs> yeah. well, that was the whole point. It, it did in the video, too. Yeah, sure. it, that's what's awesome yeah. about it. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, how, when, if you're at a Super Bowl, how many people are just are, are bringing that up to you, the Super Bowl shuffle? Like, people still love that thing. Yeah, I still – wherever I go, I hear that. <laughs> you know, it's, it just won't go away. You know, it was, it was something pretty unique at the time, especially because we did it with about four games left in the season. So, <laughs> wow. had, had we not won, we'd look like idiots. I don't think they'd be playing it as much now if that we is, didn't win. That's some confidence right there. Did they well, give you any uh, residuals we, for that? No, we, we made five grand for that. <laughs> the guys that had speaking parts. It, it since has been money. re-released like I don't know ten times, but we yeah. didn't get any of that. that that's that's not fair. Certainly, no. we got to call Nashville. Man. Yeah, we should work on this. BMI, ASCAP, where you at? Uh, Kyle, from a musical perspective, <laughs> how was the song? Oh man, you can't get better than the Super Bowl Shuffle, man. Uh, the Ram, it's uh, just a whole parody. Is it tried to do its best? That's hilarious. But uh, the Super Bowl Shuffle is just iconic, man. That was one of the things as I was a young man growing up watching that game. That just uh, was like, yes, I want to be in a video like that. I want to be like Jim McMahon. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what's crazy about it. It wasn't. It wasn't supposed to be a video. You know. We, really. They came to us with the idea we're going to make a record. This okay. is what, this is what the thing said. We're going to make a record. Proceeds are going to go to feed the homeless in Thanksgiving and Christmas. So we thought ah, that's a good thing for Chicago. Sure. So we we all went and did a, in the studio, did our voiceovers, and then about a week later, it was Willie Galt and his buddy idea, right? Okay. So they came back a week later, said, "Now we have to do a video." And we're like, well, what are you talking about? And he said, no, every time you make a record now, you have to do a video. Sure. I said, well, this thing that, called that MTV was, just came that out. That wasn't in the contract, <laughs> right? That's not in the contract. We're not going to do it. And Walter Payton and I both didn't go to the taping. You know, they they happened to tape that oh, wow. the day after the our only loss. You know, we, we lose to uh, Miami on a Monday night. Mm. By the time we got back, Chicago was probably 3 or 4 in the morning. The guys had to be at the studio at 8. They were there for like 8 hours. And Walter and I didn't show. Wow. And so about a week after that, Willie came to us right before practice one day and said, hey, if you guys don't do your part, then we're going to have to sue you. <laughs> so so we ended up doing our parts in the racquetball court at Hallis Hall after practice one day. So what you see on that screen is one pissed off white man having to do that. <laughs> having to rap. <laughs> That's funny. Steve McMahon, Kyle oh Turk. Hey, you guys, before we let you go, one more time, uh, give a mention of what's going on at uh, RevenantMJ.com. Yeah, Revenant MJ, we started this brand. Uh, we launched it in June. We're across the state of California, going in licensing in uh, every state we can across the country now. We've had success, and people are receiving uh, what we're giving them, you know, uh, tremendously and uh, purchasing the products. So, you know, we're just giving back the experience we've had in cannabis that has truly been this resolution to all of these pharmaceuticals that we were all addicted to and um, just trying to give that back to people through this plant. You know, everybody's got their way. There's over 400 strains of cannabis out there and we found some pretty unique ways to use this that uh, are not about all getting high it's about health and healing and getting your life back and that's what you can see on each and every one of our social media pages and uh, why we're still here eight years ten years in talking about this you know we're still here and we'll still be here guys thank you so much we appreciate it thank all right you. guys thank you they're there jim mcmahon kyle turley
Hey, if you're looking for a very cool place to watch the Super Bowl, also bet the Super Bowl, go on Saturday. We're going to be out live at Oyo. It's part of the William Hill Sportsbook family. You can go place your wagers for the big game. Do it on Saturday. We're going to be broadcasting live as uh, Tyler Bischoff will be down there from 2 to 4 o'clock. William Hill Sportsbook inside the Oyo Hotel. William Hill has over 900 ways to bet. Big game number 56, plus all of the live in-game wagering. And best of all, uh, when you go down there, get your account. You sign up for your Willem Hill Sports account. You get $50 free when you wager your first 50. Tyler Bischoff on the scene at 2 o'clock at OYO coming up this Saturday. Your home for running Rebel basketball is ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM, KWWN Las Vegas.